welcome to The Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Oh, welcome to The Feathered Desert. This is Cheryl and Kirsten and I today, our subject for this uh, podcast is Arizona's Feathered Wintered Visitors. And that are finches. So some finch species are highly prone to eruptions, which are occasions when large numbers of birds take flight and regularly move hundreds of miles beyond their normal winter ranges in response to food scarcity, um, especially cone and seed crop failures. And Kirsten and I did a podcast last year about eruption in bird in the bird world. So check that out um, to get more information. In the winter of 2020, 2022 and to 2023, it was such a situation with an eruption with evening gross beaks, Cassian's finches, red crossbills, and pine siskins, and Lawrence goldfinches. They were all reported in large unprecedented numbers at many locations around the state of Arizona. And these are the nomadic winter finches of Arizona. Yes. I have to admit, I've never seen a red crossbill actually in the wild, but I do like them. They're very cool. So the red crossbills are the oddest of this group. When you get a close look at their bill, you'll see that it looks like it's deformed with the lower mandible crossing under the upper mandible. It looks like they need like a good... Um, orthodontist. A good orthodontist, yes. Or like a good shaving of that bill. Yeah. But it's supposed to be like that. And this allows the crossbill to pry open tightly closed cones to extract the seeds. So they use that as leverage. It's so, it's so freaking cool. So an evolutionary adaptation that gives them access to a unique food source. That's why the bills are crossed like that. So red crossbills are resident breeders in much of Arizona's upper elevation forests. In flight years, however, eruptions can bring roving flocks from out of the state, swelling numbers into the mountainous areas, and sometimes bringing these boreal invaders into the lowlands, such as the Phoenix Valley. And I think that's very cool. Yes. Well, they haven't gotten to my house yet, but someday. No, that's why I haven't seen them either, but mm, maybe one day. I I don't have a lot of pine trees. That's true. All right. So the next one is pine siskins. Pine siskins are one of the smallest winter finches, often confused with the house finch. These little birds are year-round residents in Arizona's high country, and they are famous for their periodic eruptions. Movements are irregular and sporadic with uh, these birds uh, being quite common in some years and entirely absent in other years. Pine siskins have sharp, narrow bills they use to extract seeds from the cones of a variety of conifers. In the winter, flocks are often seen at feeders with lesser goldfinch and housefinch, or in weedy fields. These birds are quite personable, and a person can get quite close to them before they will take flight. Pine siskins are recognized by their streaky breasts and the bright yellow markings on their wings. In flight, they show a distinctive yellow wing stripe. 
And I've had these at my Finch Feeder before. Like Very cool. Last year and a couple of years before that. Nice. Yeah, it's easy to confuse them with house finches. People just think maybe they're a house finch that's paled for the, the winter, but they are two different species. Especially in the winter because, you know, they're not in their breeding colors. Right, exactly. All right, so evening grosbeaks. Of the winter finches, evening grosbeaks are the most striking. These stocky birds have evolved massive cream-colored beaks, which are unmistakable, and they are used like nutcrackers to feed on a variety of large seeds, catkins, and even small fruit pits. I didn't think anybody ate pits. Mm, I guess somebody I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in northern Arizona, these birds might be seen feeding in winter on Russian olive fruits and juniper berries. The male evening grosbeaks are yellow and black with a distinct yellow forehead and eyebrow and large white patches. That's really what gives them away is that big old eyebrow. Yes. Females are mostly gray with a yellowish green collar and black and white wing markings. In Arizona, evening grosbeaks breed very locally in the high country. In the winter, they form large noisy flocks. Like the other winter finches, evening grosbeaks have eruptive ears. And when they do these, birds delight bird watchers and the bird feeding hobbyists by crowding around seed feeders to eat sunflower seeds. They are quite amazing looking when there's a giant flock of them. Yes. And gross beaks in general love oil sunflower seeds. Yes, yes, they do. Yes. The next is the Cassian finch. So the Cassian's finch, finches are restricted to northern Arizona, mostly the regions of the Kayab Plateau and higher elevations of the Hopi and Navajo tribal lands, so way up there. In the summer, they are most likely, you are most likely to see them in the pine and mixed conifer forests of the north rim of the Grand Canyon. Males are easily recognized by their bright raspberry red caps and rosy-tinged faces and breasts. And females are plainer with streaked breasts. Cassian's finches are migratory and eruptive with great variability in distribution and abundance. In some winters, they may be quite common and may be found in the low foothills of the Phoenix Valley. I would think that would be very rare. Yeah. Because of how far they, how exclusive they are to where they live and how far they'd have to come. But when they are around, they visit finch feeders, often mixing with pine siskins and other local finches. As war, as spring warms the foothills, you can spot, spot these hardy finches gathered in trees where they sing incessantly. So I have been camping up in the uh, Kayab uh, Plateau up there. And I have heard them sing, and they sing nonstop, almost like the little wow. finches down here. Yeah, that's my biggest problem is I can't really tell the difference between them and a house finch. It's hard for me, but I guess you kind of have to go more by the re range yes. that you're in sometimes to determine the difference. Yes, because it's very similar, but yeah. just because I'm where I am, I've never seen a house finch that high up. Yeah. So um, even if I can't see them... Um, I kind of know that's who they are, although I have seen them up there, and I do have pictures of them. So, oh, nice. They're a handsome bird. 
Yes. Awesome. All right. Lawrence's goldfinches are one of the ones that you can see. And I have to admit, just a couple years ago, I think in 2021, I saw one at Boyce Thompson, Arizona, uh, Boyce Thompson Arboretum. Woohoo! Lawrence's goldfinch. I was completely thrown off. I had no idea what it was. And I had to look it up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a Lawrence's goldfinch. I remember you saying that. Telling me about yes. yes. So some years, Arizona is visited by winter finches, not by the north, but from the west. So these are Lawrence's goldfinches. They're colorful birds whose breeding range is mostly the coastal ranges and foothills of the Sierra Nevada of California. There, these birds occupy a variety of habitats, including dry foothills, open woodlands, and adjacent grasslands. In sporadic and unpredictable flight years, some depart their breeding range heading eastward in the southern part of Arizona. So Lawrence's goldfinches are a soft gray color with gold markings on the wings and chest. Males have black faces with contrasting pink bills, while females tend to be just a bit less colorful. Lawrence goldfinches, as other goldfinches are, are seed eaters. As with the other winter finches, crop seed failures due to drought or even more recently massive wildflower, well, not wildflowers, although a oh. massive wildflower <laughs> might really scare me, I meant to say massive wildfire, um, those were probably some of the reasons that we did see these birds um, periodically come into Arizona. Yes, and probably, uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. If, um, because birds are so adaptable and full of surprises anyway, if they don't really like do that more often, just because yep. of the fires that have been up there and the uh, changing of the, the climate and the geography, the landscape that's happening in California. Yeah, we might see them more often. Yes. So the question has been asked if scientists will ever be able to predict winter finch eruptions. Eruptions, excuse me. Maybe, maybe east of the Mississippi River with the data compiled and the network of observers and the bird world enthusiasts as they attempt predictions of which winter finch will have a flight year. But in the West, and especially the Southwest, with our mountainous terrain, diverse and widely, sep widely separated habitats, and the lack of a network of ob observers, predictions are unlikely. And truly, the unpredictability of Arizona's winter finches is what keeps the mystery and excitement in the sightings of these birds alive when they appear. <laughs> 